It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the moment last. Just kick him down. Well, good morning and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition, a program brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education. My name is Katie Vigasa, and I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. Before we get to our topic today, I wanted to share a really interesting article that was in the Star Tribune last week. The FDA has proposed that food manufacturers list the total amount of added sugar to the nutrition label. This is great. Yeah, super great. But as you can guess, a lot of the big names in the food industry are pushing back, right? They don't want to add the amount of added sugars on their labels. Uh, Walter Willett, he's the chairman of the nutrition department in Harvard's School of Public Health, was quoted uh, in the article. And, you know, really, he said it best. He said, I think there is some real fear for the food manufacturers that people will know the truth about how much sugar is being dumped into their food supply. Right. You know, that's right. You know, at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we know companies are adding lots of sugar to their food products. It's bad for our health, and it's bad for our brains. Really, the best way to avoid this altogether is to, well, just eat eat real real food, food, right? (laughs) We make it sound so simple, and it really can be. Um, So let's get into this conversation that we have today. We have a very important topic, and our topic today is the food connection to depression in teenagers and young adults. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the reasons we actually decided to talk about this is because we are seeing this more and more in our offices. Right. You know, and if we're seeing it more and more in our offices, we know um, that it's, you know, it's, it's it's a discussion among family and among friends. Uh, We know that depression in teenagers is on the rise Mm -hmm. and that at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, we know there's a food connection. We see it all of the time, don't we? We do. You know, but before we go any further, Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to introduce my co-host, Leah Wetzel. Uh, Leah is a licensed nutritionist and she works in our Mendota Heights office. Yes. You know, she stays busy with clients, classes, and of course, with her adorable son, (laughs) Oliver. Welcome, Leah. Thank you. It's great to be here. You know, what an important topic today. Yes, this is such an important topic. And I know, like what you were saying, you know, I've had more teens and young adults coming in the past few months Mm -hmm. wanting to see if nutrition can help with their depression. And of course, we we know Mm -hmm. it can. Yeah. Right. It is, you know, it's so great to see positive changes when people start eating real food and start to ditch the processed food. Yeah. We actually have on our website, we have quite a few, um, you know, a handful of testimonials from, you know, kids, young adults that have had um, some positive changes with their anxiety or their depression or a little bit of both Mm -hmm. with making the change to healthy food. Right. So it's really, I mean, this is something we see and it's so encouraging. It is. Um. You know, as I was researching for the topic, I stumbled upon some interesting information. Research has found that five times as many high school and college students are dealing with anxiety and other mental health issues versus the youth of the Great Depression era. So let me say that again. Research has found that five times as many high school and college students today are dealing with anxiety and other kinds of 
mental health issues than the youth of the Great Depression era. Which you would think that time would be very you know, anxiety-ridden. Yep. Right. Stressful. Right. But more people today. Now. Right. You know, and as nutritionists and dietitians, you know, we know that one of the biggest differences that we recognize of today um, and that post of that time period is that the kinds of foods and beverages people are consuming, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't slam sodas or drink energy drinks full of caffeine and sugar. They didn't, you know, snack on Skittles or eat fast food several times a week. Food was really simple and it was real. Yeah. I bet, you know, they wouldn't recognize some of the foods that we have stocked on our shelves or we have in our pantries right. nowadays. Exactly. Um, you know, the processed foods we are eating today, it really simply, it, they just create brain stress. They do. It's setting our brains up for anxiety and depression. Right. Let's picture the brain. What does your brain need to work? What does your son or daughter's brain need to work? This is really important. I mean, that's a really good visual that we want to plant in people's brain. Um, You know, what does your brain need to thrive? Yeah, to thrive. Right. You know, nutritionally, um, you know, one of the most important things we know is that you have to balance the blood sugar. Right. You know, we talk about this a lot, but Mm -hmm. it's... It's like one of the most basic biochemical connections. We have to get our blood sugar balanced. A mm-hmm. blood sugar imbalanced keeps our brain feeling good. Right. You know, if our blood sugar is riding kind of the uh, the blood sugar roller coaster, if you will, yeah. it goes up and then it comes crashing down. Our brain feels the exact same way. One minute we'll feel up, we'll feel maybe um, our brain will feel good, kind of a rush. Yes. But what happens, most people know, the next minute we crash down. That's we feel right. anxious. We feel depressed. Some people crave sugar. You know, all of these can happen on the blood sugar roller coaster. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> so if your son or daughter has something like cereal, a bagel, a glass of orange juice, or even some kind of pastry, those will break down into a lot of sugar. And the sugar will quickly spike the blood sugar, which initially mm-hmm. be like, oh, this feels good. Yep, right. Right. They get that rush from it. Right. But ultimately ending with a big crash. And that could lead to them maybe nodding off in class, mm-hmm. getting irritable or feeling depressed, you know, depressed when their blood sugar crashes, which is usually what? Mid morning. Mid morning. Yeah, exactly. I bet a lot of parents are maybe cluing in right now saying, oh, that. You know, maybe that's kind of what my son or daughter eats, and that's kind of maybe what they've said they've felt like throughout the day. So there is a connection. Right. Um, Kind of what you're saying, Leah. Things like a cereal, bagel, you know, big glass of orange juice or whatever kind of juice, right? Yes. That's a pretty typical breakfast for many Americans. That was my breakfast. That was my (laughs) breakfast, too. Um, Actually, my breakfast of choice growing up was Pop-Tarts. I used to eat those, too, all the time. Right, with Run, a side. Rush out the door and was going to get on the bus. Yes, yep. That, I had that or, you know, a side of sugary cereal. Right. Um, but, you know, now knowing what we know, I'm right. sure for you, too. Yep. No wonder we would crash off in our classes. Yes. Right? We'd get that rush in the morning. It's like almost like I was looking for sugar. Yes. Um, oh, I just really love my Pop-Tarts. Uh, but I would crash off during the day. No energy. Couldn't pay attention. I specifically remember a couple times in class where I felt like I just want toothpicks for my eyeballs, right? I cannot pay attention. But my blood sugar was off. I, You know, and this is jogging my memory, too. Mm -hmm. I had, for a long time, I had second period study Mm -hmm. hall. Yep. And I used to just sleep through it. (laughs) 
Because I would crash. Because you were so exhausted. Yeah, your blood sugar would drop off. Right. Low blood sugar in the brain mm-hmm. makes us feel so tired. That's right. That's right. You know, if your son or daughter is eating a couple cups of cereal, like I was and like Leah was, yes. with a side of orange juice, um, that breakfast is breaking down into 21 teaspoons wow. of sugar. In our body. 21 teaspoons. Wow. Yeah. Of course, you wouldn't let them stir 21 teaspoons of sugar into a glass right. and drink it for breakfast. You know, we would say, oh, that's not a good idea. Yeah. But that is essentially what is happening when you have that big glass of orange juice and a couple cups of cereal. That's right. You know, so if your teen tells you they can't stay awake during school or they can't pay attention during their 10 a.m. class, you know, maybe their breakfast is to blame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. All of that sugar that we were talking about, it inflames the brain. It brings the blood sugar up and then it crashes down and this makes your teen feel blue. Right. You know, they feel inattentive. Um, they feel exhausted. Right. You know, so these are the things that we really kind of step one is we really want to focus on getting their blood sugars balanced. Exactly. And getting a, you know, a good breakfast into them. That's right. Um, It's so cool when you like even working with clients, when you switch the way that they're eating in the morning and they come back, you know, three, four or five, six weeks later and they say, yeah, wow, I, you know, this is coming from the, the teen's mouth. I feel better throughout the day. That's That's right. So great. So we want to avoid the Pop-Tarts. Yes, we want to avoid the Pop-Tarts. So let's talk about those better breakfast options, a breakfast that would keep their blood sugar balanced and keep their brain feeling good. Yes. You know, a lot of um, our teen clients, they're rushing out the door in the morning. They don't take time to eat. Right. You know, for them, I suggest maybe they make up a smoothie. Yeah. Drink it on the way to school. Um, or maybe even making an egg bake ahead of time. Right. They just yeah. can't cut a portion out, heat it up, and be on their way. You know, if you go to weightandwellness.com and you look under our recipes tab, we have a step-by-step guide to create a you know really yummy protein smoothie. Right. Or even a crushless quiche. This is the, the eat-the-real-food version of a grab-and-go breakfast. Right. Great. Yes. So, break time. Yes. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Leah Wetzel, and I'm a licensed nutritionist. Before we go to break, I want to talk to you about an upcoming menopause survival seminar with Dar and Joanne. This will take place on Saturday, March 28th at our Wyzetta location from 1030 to 330. It will be fun, and you'll learn a lot about hormone balance and how to sail through menopause. We will be providing a delicious and, of course, nutritious lunch and snack to keep your blood sugar balanced. To sign up today, either go online um, to weightandwellness.com or call one of our offices at 651-699-3438. If you have questions for us today, give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Nothing's more important than the health of your child, and it all starts with food. How do you feel about what your kids eat, what you shop for, cook, and serve them? If you want to do better, if you need to know more to do it, Nutritional Weight and Wellness has the class for you. It's called Foods to Build Happy Focused Kids. It's cutting-edge nutritional research about using real food to boost brain power and build immunity. Now, I know what you're thinking. Sounds great, but how could I squeeze that into my hectic schedule? Listen to this. It's a class you take online. You learn when it's convenient for you. Take the class while you're waiting, during your child's sports practice or music lesson, or when you're up in the middle of the night. 
It's the perfect solution for families on the go. If you are what you eat, it's your job to make sure your small fry are not actually small fries. Register today. Go online at weightandwellness.com or call 651-699-3438. That's 651-699-3438. You can do this. Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Katie Vigasa, and I'm a registered dietitian. I wanted to share some more interesting research that was published in the Star Tribune this past week. Uh, the article was telling us about how teens aren't getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Perhaps this is a fact many of us know, but really what the article was talking about is that teens are getting even less sleep than they were 15 years ago. Wow, yeah. So it's not going in the right direction. Yes. Some teens aren't even getting seven hours of sleep a night. That's a big problem. Huge. The recommended amount is nine to ten hours a night for teens. Uh, And we know that lack of sleep is linked to poor grades. It's linked to learning difficulties, mood problems, depression. Uh, You know, maybe it's time to turn off the electronics. Yes. Get to bed and get some shut eye. That's right. I and mean, that was kind of what they thought maybe was part of the link was that we're just so inundated now with mm-hmm. electronics, especially kids. Yep. They're teens. up. They're on their phones. Right. The light from their phone is affecting their brains. Yeah. Even after um, nighttime, I mean, I was reading um, a research article talking about how many teens will sit in their beds mm-hmm. at night yep. after they should be sleeping and yeah. on their phones. And, and I don't text. think it's just teens. I no, think adults are... You're right. Uh yeah, that happens right. to adults too, right? Yeah, not, I mean, adults too, or we're all sleep deprived, mm-hmm. right? I mean, adults need nine hours. Yep. Yeah, we need a lot. I know mm-hmm. I feel better off in nine hours. I do too. I know you do too. Yeah. Yep. So we have a caller. Great. <clears throat> Deborah, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question for us? Oh, I did. Thank you. Yes. I love this show. Oh, I've thank you. So much over the years. Um, uh, the reason I was calling was um, I. I know that my husband could benefit from a visit to you guys. Yeah. That looks at his um, his diet, his eating patterns, and his um, uh, current health concerns. Sure. Um, and he does too, but we're afraid that our insurance would not cover a, a consultation and then a follow-up treatment plan um, by you guys. Okay. Sure. Happen we, to know how that works? Or? It's something that you really kind of have to call your provider because there are so many different plans um, to verify that it's something um, that they would be able to cover. Um, oh, have and- health partners. So for that, we do, I mean, for some people, we do have codes, right. um, but it's not always guaranteed that it's covered. So what it would be with with that sort of provider, again, is you want to contact your, your um, provider and see if they would uh, provide any sort of reimbursement. So you'd have to pay for that appointment. But in some cases with, you know, with a nutritionist creating some um, insurance codes for you, you can uh, submit that into your insurance and they would then give you a reimbursement if it's even if it's a possibility not every insurance does mm-hmm. that but some do um it's so it's worth checking out worth, worth checking. giving them a call and seeing um if they would take that right could you tell me so that if i were to make an appointment for him um about how long um he could expect and 
do in an initial consultation i i imagine a lot of it is questions and and whatnot mm-hmm. um do you do like allergy testing and blood work or what do you do we always recommend people bring in like previous labs that they've had yeah. we go over their health history um we look at what they're eating um maybe what medications they're taking right. so it is a lot of question asking but it's also during that two-hour appointment we really develop a nutrition plan that's very specific to the client's needs. Um, okay. so so you don't do blood work or right? right. We don't. Yep. Yeah. We, we don't do that. And if if, if there's anything in, in, you know specific that we think maybe needs worth looking into, we would direct him back to his physician. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there was any further testing that needs to be done. Oh. Um, but there's a lot that we determine and mm-hmm. figure out. Just, you know, just by, you know, doing that two-hour visit and that extensive health survey, it's over 10 pages. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, creating that meal okay. plan. Okay, yeah. well, I, 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 I've, um, I'm convinced um, that the, the state of um, the pharmacology of the world is... Yes, yeah really answerable simply by nutrition. nutrition. Right. Yeah, that's beyond any medication. Yeah. These yeah. are it's a great question. Hopefully, hopefully we see you in the office. I mean, if yeah. you have any other questions about the initial consultation, um call the front desk. They are full of good information. They are. So, yes. okay. Great. And, and that number is the 651-699. Is it 3438? That's yep, correct. You got it. Great. Thanks okay. for the call. Thanks. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bye. Have a great day. Yeah, good good question. I mean, right. I know that's something that people ask about. If anybody has any other questions about that, feel free to call the front desk. They've got the they've got the resources. They do, right? So and find the best fit person that would work well for that. Exactly. Individual. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So before we went to break, yes. we were talking all about blood sugar balance. We were. How do we do that? Right. What can I eat to balance my blood sugar? And we were specifically like, talking about breakfast, mm-hmm. right? So we can sail through the morning. And we talked we you know, mentioned the protein smoothie. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, for kids, can be a really great start to the day, yeah. right? Something easy they quick can grab and go out the door. Yep. You know, a blood sugar balancing, brain-boosting smoothie would look something like this. So you maybe have a, a scoop and a half of, of a quality whey protein powder. We have some great stuff in the office. We do, we do. And about one cup of berries or a banana. Mm-hmm. And adding that good fat, such as like a third of a cup of canned coconut milk or a, you know, a tablespoon or two of natural peanut butter. You add some ice and some water as desired, how mm. thicker than you want yep, it, yep. and you blend it up. And we also have a product called Dynamic Greens that you can add to the smoothie to give them a boost of nutrients. Now, I give this to Oliver. He oh, really like, does he like it. Does he like it? juice. Sure. Right? Sure. Do you give him the strawberry kiwi I one? do give okay. him the strawberry kiwi, and it's so great. It's so versatile. It works great in shakes, yep. but it's this pack full of you know, lots of different servings of fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. pre-probiotic, you know, properties for digestion. Yeah, it is so good. Right. That sounds like a really easy smoothie. I mean, that takes that takes a minute to throw together, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, or even something like what I would maybe do is mm-hmm. the night before, then it's all ready to go yes. in the refrigerator. Just grab, just grab it, it. Grab it and go. Right. So this is fast food, but it's real food. That right? is we right. We can still make I it love fast. That. <laughs> you know, some... Some kids we know, they just skip breakfast altogether, right? They don't take time. They just rush out the door. Um, But, of course, we know skipping breakfast altogether, that doesn't work either. That leaves our brain deficient, and it makes us feel 
kind of just spacey. We feel scattered. Our brain doesn't have anything to go off of. Yeah. So again, if your teen is telling you that they're falling asleep by 10 a.m. or they're starting to feel really overwhelmed, panicky, or anxious midday, take a look at what they're eating. You know, it could be a result of low (laughs) blood sugar and not a deficiency of Prozac. I think that's a new thought for people. Right. That what they're eating can be that um, anxiety sup- inducing. Yep. If they're not eating good quality, a good quality breakfast. Right. Um, yeah, it's amazing. You know, but what about beverages, right? Yes. This is a big one with kids. Absolutely. Energy drinks, soda, yes. sports drinks, sugary coffee drinks. Right. Everywhere we turn, drinks like these are available. That's right. The thing is, you know, kids are heavily marketed to, mm-hmm. especially in the energy drink world. Sales of energy drinks have soared in recent years. And actually, in the U.S., sales increased by 60% between 2008 and 2012. And it's actually estimated that 60% or pardon me, 68% of adolescents consume them. That's significant. That's huge. You know, we see a link between those energy drinks and anxiety and depression in our office all the time. But Mm -hmm. research is really backing that up. Research done by Telethon Institute for children's research indicated that drinking one 250 milliliter can, which is about eight and a half ounces or so, or, you know, more a day of energy drinks is associated with (laughs) increased anxiety in young men. And the association got stronger as the energy drink consumption increased. Because not, you know, a lot of times people aren't just drinking one energy drink. No. They're drinking two or three. Throughout the day. It's almost like they always have a can in their hand. Right. Right. You know, um, that's that's a good conversation that we're going to keep having when we get back from break. Right. Um, but really that the energy drink and the sodas and all of that, are they're setting our brain up for anxiety and depression that's right right you're listening to dishing up nutrition if you haven't taken our weight and wellness series here's a great chance we have a weekend weight and wellness series starting at 6 p.m on march 20th the entire series will be held throughout the weekend of march 20th through the 22nd at our saint paul office and of course we'll be serving you a nutritious meal and snack This series is packed with so much good information. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talk in depth about how nutrition affects brain chemistry, gut health, cardiovascular health, and beyond. We know you'll love it. I love teaching that series. I do too. I'll be teaching, I think, class three. Oh, will you? That's a great class. I love class three. That's my favorite. Uh, Give us a call at the office at 651 699-3438 699-3438 to sign up or go to our website at weightandwellness.com. If you have questions for us today, please give us a call in the studio at 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you haven't taken some time to read the success stories on our website, I encourage you to. Uh, by eating the nutritional weight and wellness way, people have lost weight. Yeah. They've brightened their moods. Um, they re- have reduced their aches and pains. They've started to sleep better. They've reduced medications. They've regained energy right. that they thought was lost forever. Right. Um, and they've even found success with things like asthma, eczema, and acne. Mm-hmm. You know, we say it all of the time, but a real food diet is powerful. And it's life-changing. Right. It is. So it's really, I, I know that um, other clients will say, well, I was reading the 
you know, the success stories and they're just so encouraging. And I, I know people get encouraged by just kind of scrolling through and reading some of those. Right. It's nice to hear it from people that have actually gone through it. Yep. You know, we share our stories all the time on yes. the radio, but it's nice to hear it from people that have gone, gone through the program and, yep. and gone through the counseling right. and all that. Right. Or classes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, before we went to break, we were talking about energy drinks. Yes. Um, and then really that research is showing that uh, energy drinks have been shown to increase anxiety, especially in young men. Some of the research that we found was showing, mm-hmm. um, you know, but think about this. Have you ever had an energy drink in the middle of the afternoon and then woke up in the middle of the night with fear and anxiety? Huh. That's probably not somebody, something people would maybe connect. Right. Uh, but maybe that's happening to your son or your daughter. Right. Maybe they don't need medication for anxiety. Uh, maybe they just need to cut out pop and other energy drinks. I mean, it's worth a try. Exactly. You know, if we're drinking a, a lot of... start point. It's a start point. Right. Yep. It's definitely something to try. That's right. The amount of sugar in most energy drinks alone is enough to set the brain up for anxiety and depression. And add that high amount of caffeine mm-hmm. to the equation <laughs> and your brain will be on fire. That's ex- That's a great visual. Yeah. You know, we're not against a cup of coffee for most people. Uh, but the amount of caffeine that is in some of these energy drinks, it's alarming. Right. I mean, it's it's alarming, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you think about a lot of young kids that right. are drinking um, the energy drinks. It's it's just too much for their brains. It creates anxiety. And for mm-hmm. a lot of kids, like we were saying earlier, they don't just have one energy drink. Maybe they have a couple. Right. And really, in a lot of those energy drinks, there's two servings. Yeah. Um, so there's double the caffeine that it says um, maybe, you know, in the on the label or in the um, right. energy drink. And sugar. Mm-hmm. And sugar and all of that. Right. You yeah. know, I was actually having this conversation with a client just the other day. Hmm. She personally is very sensitive to caffeine and she notices that it creates anxiety uh, if she drinks it. She gets so wired from Mm. even just the littlest bit of caffeine. Of course, her daughter, she was telling me her daughter is also extremely sensitive to caffeine. Um, And then she was also telling me that her daughter had recently started a new new job and started to drink full caffeine coffee, where Mm. in the past she was really trying to avoid a lot of the caffeine. Right. Uh, So she was actually, her daughter was actually assuming that the stress of the new job was what was creating her to feel overwhelmed Mm. and anxious uh, you know, but but her mom actually said, maybe it's the coffee you're drinking. So she right. cut out the coffee and she realized it was all that caffeine. And she um, felt better. She felt better. Yep. She was not feeling quite as right. overwhelmed and anxious. That's Pretty- kind of, yeah, when people come in, you know, whether it's kids or adults come mm-hmm. in and, you know, when I'm assessing the diet, I always look at the caffeine consumption to mm-hmm. see what level that's at. And I've had a lot of clients by, okay, let's, let's cut back on the caffeine and see how you feeling through the day? Yes, and for um, a lot of people, it, it's very important. They're very right. sensitive. That's right. That's right. We know that soda isn't any better, right? The director of the River Bridge Treatment Centers in Burnsville, Minnetonka, believe that Mountain Dew is a gateway <laughs> drug, which I believe mm-hmm. um, she believes it sets up the brain for addiction. The amount of sugar in in sodas really hits the reward mm-hmm. center of the brain. So much sugar that floods into our body. That's right. And sets up that that reward system in our brain. That's right. You know, there are so many kids out there that have so many brain issues these days. Mm-hmm. It's not a behavior issue. It's a brain problem. Right. 
the brain is on fire. Maybe it's from, you know, drinking, drinking too much soda or too many energy drinks, or maybe it's because, you know, the teen's diet is high in sugar or, you know, processed carbohydrates, you know, the, we talk about it all the time, but the cereals and the chips and the crackers and the pretzels and the goldfish and, you know, those can inflame the brain. So the brain can also um, be deficient in necessary nutrients. So our diet can essentially be setting us up um, for anxiety, depression, or pardon me, yeah, anxiety and depression. But also when our brain is lacking certain nutrients, that too sets us up. And some of these foods that you just mentioned kind of deplete our body of these essential nutrients. Exactly. Vitamins and minerals. Mm -hmm. And so there, there becomes you know, a deficiency issue. I think that's really interesting that, again, something people might not recognize is that a lot of the processed carbohydrates and a lot of the sugar, like you're saying, they deplete our body of vitamins and minerals. So Right. So they're probably already already maybe lacking a little bit in mm -hmm. the diet, but then the foods they're eating are actually causing more of a deficiency. Yeah, and depletion. And there are certain nutrients that our brain needs to feel good. You know, think of our brain... Think of this, you know, feel good nutrition for the brain. You need certain nutrients to make your brain feel balanced, happy, and really just feel good. Mm -hmm. So just thinking about the brain, if you want your brain to work, you have to feed it. Right. It needs good fats. It needs good proteins. A diet low in fat and low in protein is a diet that creates depression. Exactly. Healthy fat is that are is really great for the brain. You know, we would think of fats like coconut oil, real butter, avocados, nuts and seeds, and olive oil. Healthy fats are brain hydrators. Mm-hmm. I love that. And we need to hydrate our brain to have a healthy, happy brain. I think on that list that you were saying, Leah, I think at least right now, avocado would be my favorite. Yeah, I just love avocados. They're right. so good. Yes, they are. Of course, proteins are very important for the brain, too. Uh, you know, without enough protein your teen or the young adult might feel depressed or anxious. Right. You know, and absolutely there are some great sources of protein that we think of, like real eggs, chicken, beef, fish, even whey, a quality whey protein powder. You know, these are great proteins that keep the brain feeling sharp and happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, we need enough protein. You know, another interesting story. I had a, I was working with a client um, I believe a couple of weeks ago, and I was meeting her for the first time. So kind of with our consultations, I was looking at what she was eating throughout the day, and it definitely wasn't enough to support her brain. Right. You know, sometimes she'd skip breakfast. Um, she'd say, I'm just not really hungry in the morning, so she'd just skip it all together. Or maybe she'd just nibble on a little cup of soup or something like that for lunch. And, of course, she wouldn't be eating enough um, for dinner. You know, after we were looking at what she was eating, I looked at her and I said, you know, I bet your brain feels scattered throughout the brain, mm-hmm. throughout the day. And she really agreed it did. She's like, yeah, that's a that's a great word to describe how my brain feels. Um, she didn't know what to eat. That was the problem. She said, I know I should be eating better, but I just don't know what to eat. Great. So we put some nutrition changes into place. We made sure she got enough proteins and enough fats throughout great. the day to support her brain. And wouldn't you know it? Just a handful of days later, I got an email saying she's so thankful for the diet changes. She's feeling better already. Awesome. I mean, cool, because a few days. I mean, it it, it only takes really a few days for some people to start noticing some changes in how they're thinking and how they're feeling. So I thought 
that's pretty cool. That is. And I, you know, that story itself, I actually recently had a, a client that came in that saw me that was feeling more anxious and mm-hmm. um, had been feeling really good and yep. just upping her protein throughout the day. Yes. Um, she emailed me a couple of days after that and said, wow, I'm feeling so much better. Huge difference. Right. So cool. Right. Oh, the power of good nutrition. (laughs) It's so fun and inspiring to see these changes in people that we notice and see them happen really quickly. Mm -hmm. Katie, uh, why don't we share some feel-good nutrients with listeners? Mm -hmm. Yeah. These are nutrients that will get your brain feeling good. You know, I would say the feel-good nutrient number one is vitamin D. Absolutely. This is especially important here in Minnesota during the winter months. This is our sunshine vitamin, and many people need more of it. Yes, all of us uh, Minnesotans here yes. are saying, bring on spring, right? Yeah, we are very, it's very cold here right now. Yeah, we, <laughs> I think it's all over it's cold, but here we right. need some sun. That's right. Um, you know, so vitamin D, this is ba- actually backed up by research. Uh, in the Mayo Clinic Proceedings Journal, it was reported that people with the lowest levels of vitamin D were more likely to report symptoms of depression compared to people with higher blood levels of vitamin D. Um, This study included about, you know, 12,000 to 13,000 people aged 20 to 90. So So this is a pretty big study. Yeah. And we really recommend that people get their blood levels checked. And, you know, for some people, I just say every year, get them checked just to make sure that what you're incorporating is working to sustain your levels. Or if they're low, like, make sure that we're getting them to the level that we want. It's a really simple blood test that your doctor can do. You know, we like to see levels between uh, 50 and 80. Now, the ranges are a little more wide. Mm -hmm. The normal range could be 30 in the blood test. Yes. But 50 to 80 is really ideal. So it's good to get that number so you know exactly (laughs) where you lie in that. And we find that having a good amount of vitamin D really supports your mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually have a client who, it's really interesting, she knows when she falls below that 50 mark, she can just tell, tell. in the way she feels. Wow. So she goes in and she'll get it checked, and sure enough. So we have to be very particular with her right, to make to sure she's up. getting yep enough vitamin mm-hmm. D. Yeah, so, you know, getting your levels checked, but most people do well by taking 2,000 to 5,000 IUs a day of yep. the vitamin D, the feel-good nutrient. Yes, absolutely. All right, so you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, I want to give you some real food recipe inspirations. A pot roast is so easy. I do this all winter so long, easy. right? You know, go buy a three- to five-pound chuck roast, add salt and pepper, Throw it in a slow cooker with some potatoes, carrots, and onions, and set it on low for 10 hours. It's delicious. So easy to right? It, you know, it creates its own juices, so it's a flavor, very flavorful. Or if that's really not your cup of tea, then we have a great recipe, the white chicken chili, on our website. Throw it all the ingredients into a slow cooker, and dinner is served. If you have any questions for us, call us in the studio at 651-641-1071. At the end of a busy day, it can be tough to get motivated to get out the door for another obligation. And once you're cozy at home, who wants to go back out? But you still want to work on ways to feel better, and nutritional weight and wellness can make that easier. Right now, there are popular Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods classes available online, so you can balance your time, too. This class shows you how to use real food to reduce negative moods, increase energy, improve memory, and manage stress. And did I mention it's delicious? Get the same breakthrough coursework taught by the experts at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, but from your home and on your schedule. 
Learn how to feel better with the Balanced Foods for Balanced Moods class and do it in your slippers and sweatpants. Sign up today. Go to weightandwellness.com and register in a snap. It's online learning from Nutritional Weight and Wellness that helps you balance your time, too. Go to weightandwellness.com. What are you waiting for? Dishing Up Nutrition. Uh, my name is Katie Vegasa, and I'm a registered dietitian. I'm sure many of you have heard by now the long-standing ban on dietary cholesterol right. is getting lifted. Oh, we couldn't awesome. be happier, right? right? We're just seriously jumping. Yes. Today. We've been telling people to not fear the egg yolk and cholesterol in foods like shrimp and lobster and steak for a really long time. Right. Uh, and it's really wonderful to see the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee is no longer listing dietary cholesterol as a nutrient of concern. So eat go your, eat your eggs. Yes, eat your eggs. Love the yolks. Yes, and gobble up those yolks, right? Awesome. Liquid gold in right. those yolks. So we have some callers. Perfect. Linda, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about vitamin K in the diet? Um, yes, I have to take Coumadin, and so you can't have much vitamin K with that. And I'm concerned about bone health because I have osteopenia. Sure. Right. Um, well, I mean, I know with, with Coumadin, it's it's more also making sure you're just having consistent amounts. Right. I know usually they tell people to stay away from um, leafy, green, leafy dark greens, greens, dark greens. Right. Um, it's definitely because I know you go to the Coumadin clinic making sure you're um, just consuming consistent amounts. Otherwise, are you are you trying to figure out how you get it into your diet? I am because I mean blueberries have vitamin K. Yep. It's green stuff. It's the cauliflower. Yep. Um, avocado is apparently high in vitamin K. So it's balancing all those good fats and yes. all those um, antioxidants and mm-hmm. right. And also, um, you know, when we have a healthy uh, digestive system, right. we actually create vitamin K in our digestive system in our guts as well. So yeah. Um, a lot of time with bone health, we actually focus a lot on gut health mm-hmm. and make sure that, that you're absorbing your nutrient right. You're making those B vitamins and vitamin K in your, in your digestive system the way you should be. Um, okay. And notice a lot of improvements with bone health mm-hmm. doing that. With good gut support. Right. And there's a lot okay. of nourishment that we need for our bones to be healthy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, vitamin K is part of that component, but there's a you know, lot with... Eating real foods that maybe mm-hmm. even some vegetables that are a little lower in vitamin K mm-hmm. could provide other bone support. Yes. Yep. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, great. that's it. Right, g- Thank you. Thank you. Great. We got another caller here. We do. Julie, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about Graves' disease and nutrition? Yes. I originally got diagnosed with Graves' disease in November. Okay. And they prescribed me mesomazole, mm-hmm. and all of my symptoms have gone away. But now I'm at the point where I want to treat it naturally. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what I did my research on was it's an autoimmune disease. Yes. And I read somewhere that it's because of a leaky gut. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to know if, you know, what I can be eating better to help it. Right. Yeah, this is a really great question. And um, we work with a lot of clients yeah. with a lot of different kinds of autoimmune diseases. So sometimes uh, we do s- always recommend like an individual consultation because each autoimmune disease and each person with even Graves disease can have need different, um, support. different support. Right. So, sure. you know, we would look into food sensitivities. Um, vitamin D is yes. critical for autoimmune Ooh, okay. diseases. 
Um, yeah, and kind of what you're saying, it's very important uh, to support the good bacteria in the digestive system yeah. as well. So actually for Graves' disease, that would be an, uh, definitely a time where we would recommend people come in, sit down with us one-on-one so we can really take two hours um, to really set up a plan that's specific to you. Okay. Yeah. Great. Right. So, so just a vitamin D supplement would help? Uh, it would certainly help. We always recommend getting your level tested. Um, oh. but, but, yeah, absolutely. About, and good bacteria. So like a good, probi- yeah, probiotic. Good probiotic, good bifidobacteria right. would be some things uh, to start looking into. Oh, okay. Good to Great. know. Well, thank you very much, thank ladies you. and thank- fans of your show. Great. Thank, thank you. you very much. Good. Thanks. We actually have one more caller. Okay, sure. Renee, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about vitamin D in children? Yes, I do. Yeah. I am wondering, because my kids are very fair and have rings under their eyes, if vitamin D would help that. I'm, I have them too, and I've always thought it was hereditary, but I'm starting to wonder if there's more to it. Yeah, yeah. I think vitamin D across the board, especially are, are you, you live in the Twin City area, I'm guessing, and then, mm-hmm. yes, yeah. yes. So, yes, I think you know, most people in this northern latitude need to supplement, especially this time of year, to support um, their vitamin D levels. Mm-hmm. Even um, kids can even be babies low. actually yeah. um, can be low. Recommendations a lot of times now for babies are at least four hundred IU's a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because we're just not really getting it much in the diet. Um, so it's a you know it's an important one for most people. And I know, like, even you were talking about the under-eye circles. Sometimes, again, it depends on the person, but a lot of times we see that can even be related to some food sensitivities, yes. too, that um, the individual is unknowingly eating kind of every single day. Right. So, right. but yeah, vitamin D, okay. we, vitamin D, vitamin D is, is so important. How old are your kids? 11 and 13. Okay. Yeah. So, so it wouldn't that... be the vitamin D necessarily that's causing them to have the circles under their eyes. It might be something else. It could be food related, yep. like Katie was saying. Yeah, so one, that is a body sign for potentially um, something going on in the in the digestive system, um, and in relation to a food sensitivity. I've noticed with clients, once we kind of get to the root of that, that those go away. Mm-hmm. So um, that there is that that connection. Um, so vitamin E could be helpful, but <clears throat> again, maybe it'd be good to kind of dig into what they're eating. Maybe meet with a nutritionist to see. Um, if there would be any food connections to those dark circles, yeah, yeah. Okay. Any any particular foods that stand out most commonly? It's very. With that it issue? really is variable. Yeah, it um, really okay. depends on the person. We find, you know, certain people, um, dairy can be a problem. Right. Certain people, gluten, gluten can be a problem. Soy, um, corn. Yeah, it really it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. That's the the beauty of the individual consultations too. Is we can mm-hmm. it's really focused on you. It. But if you, I mean, if you're getting starting to think about vitamin D for them, I think that is a fantastic idea. Right, I agree. <laughs> okay, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right, we're almost to the end here, but we yeah. should just finish our discussion. We were, we were actually before we went to break, we were talking about feel good nutrients. Yeah. So things like other nutrients that are very supportive for um, our brains. Right. So feel good nutrient number one, kind of even with our callers here. Vitamin, vitamin D. D. Vitamin D is so important. And our feel-good nutrient number two is DHA. DHA. Right. DHA is important, you know, building block for the brain. Think of it as a builder of good moods. It's the foundation of our brain. It's an omega-3 fat um, that is, you know, the exact fat that our brains have. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting. Did you know that your brain 
and your teen's brain should be about 60% fat. Wow. When our brain is fat deficient, and really what we're saying when our brain is DHA deficient, Mm -hmm. our moods suffer. We might feel blue or we might even be a little bit more scatterbrained. Right. You know, we get DHA from foods such as salmon, sardines, and tuna. Eggs from pastured chicken are also a great source of DHA. A great way to get some salmon in is by making a salmon salad. Yum. This is quick and easy, too. Really quick, right. So we take some wild-caught canned salmon Mm -hmm. and, you know, some cold-pressed safflower mayonnaise Mm -hmm. and add some crunchy celery and maybe some dill and serve it on a big pile of lettuce. And there you go. You got yourself a quick DHA-filled lunch. Yeah, that sounds delicious. (laughs) Delicious. This is definitely something I would do, but we know what you're thinking my teen wouldn't eat that. Right. Teens typically aren't eating salmon and sardines a few times a week. I know I wasn't as a teen. Actually, I specifically remember being completely terrified of sardines as a child and a teen yeah. after watching my dad, um, you know, pick them up and eat them straight from the can when I was younger. All I could think was, <laughs> yeah, I am never eating those. That's, those are nasty. That's quite a memory. Yes. <laughs> It was, it was. Right. But I bet you love them now, right? They, they're they growing on me. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like salmon. Right. I do like the salmon. That's good. That's good. So if your, if your teen really isn't you know, eating their sardines or salmon or tuna regularly, a supplement would really help. Four to six you know, straight DHAs a day helps the brain get some important fat. So let's move on to feel-good nutrient number three. Magnesium. Yes. You know, I know we talk about magnesium a lot, but it's because it's vital. Right. Magnesium is the original chill pill. Right. You know, it's our relaxation mineral. Right. Many people are deficient. And honestly, without enough magnesium, we can have anything from muscle cramps, headaches, a twitchy eye, um, depression, anxiety. Right. A stressful situation makes us burn out more magnesium than we would normally. Mm-hmm. So if your son or daughter has a lot of stress at school, whether it's classes, tests, or extracurricular activities, they no doubt are using up more magnesium and they would maybe need to supplement in a little bit. Yeah. You know, if that sounds like your son or your daughter, you know, maybe taking 100 milligrams of magnesium glycinate at breakfast um, and 200 to 300 magnesium. Uh, milligrams of magnesium glycine at night mm-hmm. would help support their magnesium levels kind of throughout the day. You know, you might even notice a lift in the depression and the anxiety. Right. And here's another one as we're running through these quickly. The feel good nutrients number four is B vitamins. B vitamins such as B3, B6, B12, and folate, to name a few of the vital, happy health for vital, happy, healthy brain. Did you know that you need enough B vitamins for your brain to be supported so you don't feel depressed or anxious? Yeah, that's, I mean, people don't really realize that. Right. Um, B vitamins, they help our brain create and use our brain chemicals. Yes. We have to have enough B vitamins to essentially use our brain chemistry like serotonin and dopamine. You know, as an example, they actually help our body convert the amino acid tryptophan to something we get from protein uh, which is something we get from protein, yep. you know, to something usable like serotonin. Right. So, That's really interesting. Yeah. It, it's that give, serotonin gives us that life is good feeling in our brain. And 
honestly, without enough B vitamins, our brain can't get enough serotonin and dopamine. That's right. That's so interesting. So you might be sitting there wondering why somebody might be low in B vitamins. Well, if they're not getting enough animal protein, that could be one. Or they could become deficient in B vitamins. Like, you know, again, gut health is another mm-hmm. connection. Yeah. So if your son or daughter doesn't like the taste of meat or doesn't eat a lot of meat, they could not only be lacking in amino acids necessary to create good brain chemistry, but also certain B vitamins to help feel their brain feel good. Well, that was, you know, a great discussion, right, Leah. Right. Um, you know, we, we covered some great nutrition tips to support the brain today. Uh, but really, to everyone listening, we wish you a great day. And remember, change your food, change your life. Right. We hope everyone has a great Saturday. Thanks, guys. Life, I love you, all is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.